Welcome to the Wellspring Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message from this Sunday's service. Well, I, I believe this is that, um, I believe that today the Lord wants to impart courage to your hearts. Um, this week as I was, I was just with the Lord, I just kept hearing the word courage, courage. And uh, have you ever had somebody who's like, man, I just want to encourage you, but they, they come after they talk with you, you're like, I don't feel very courageous. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, and so to encourage someone is actually to impart courage to their heart. So if someone's come to it, or if you're going to encourage somebody, they should leave courageous. And you actually have to have courage to impart courage, right? And uh, and I believe that we are in a season right now where uh, what I feel like the Lord is doing is He is wanting to equip His body to reveal Jesus to the earth. I I believe that... um, that yes, the we, we know um, how to we, we've we've if you if you've been here at the Wellspring for a while, one of the things we really try to teach and do is that we've come and we learn how to first receive from the Lord. Because if you don't have anything to give, right? It's not we, you can't give out of an empty tank, right? And so it is so important for us that we make opportunities just to come into the Lord's presence, to hear His word, to be filled, to be um, the body where we're encouraging one another. Why? Because it it is for a purpose. It is for um, it is so that we can be encouraged, so that we can be the body of Christ, and that we can um, bring heaven on earth to the world around us, right? And uh, and so I just believe that the Lord is wanting to continue to mature us and equip us so that we can be that. And, and I I love, especially in the last two weeks, I absolutely love how the church has come together and brought provision for those around. And I, and I, I love that we are providing for and bringing provision. I think it is equally important that as we bring provision, that we also release power. I believe it's, 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 um, I believe the provision is necessary, but I believe also the power is necessary. And so, um, I believe the way that we walk in the power of the Lord, the way that we reveal the Lord to people is that we have to make sure that our own hearts are tended to, that our own hearts are positioned well and rightly so that when we step into a room or we step into a place that we are operating from a right identity and a right, we, we know who we are, we know who is in us, and we know what we are releasing. One of the stories I, I probably have worn this story out, but maybe not because it's just so good. Um, but Jesus with the disciples on the boat in the, in, in the middle of the sea and the storm comes, right? The disciples, they're losing it. They're like, this is it. This is our, these, these are the final hours, maybe minutes. And Jesus is sleeping, right? And and why was Jesus able to rest in the storm? I don't think it was because he was unaware. I think it was because the storm wasn't within him. I believe he carried something different. And because he carried something different and he carried a heavenly solution is when he faced the storm, he could actually release something. He actually had the authority to speak to it because there was something different inside of him. It's one thing to go through a storm. It's another thing whenever you let the storm in here. And it's, and it's affecting the inside. I believe as believers, what's on the inside should be affecting what's on the outside. That it shouldn't be the opposite. 
And so that's what I'm here to talk to you today, but I'm, I'm wanting to today release courage in the room because I believe that the Lord is wanting you to operate in courageous faith, in courageous praise. He's wanting you to operate in courageous obedience to Him. And that comes from Him. Courage comes from allowing the Lord to deposit that in you. I'm going to read a scripture where we've been sitting for about three or four weeks um, in John chapter 16, verse 33, it says this, and it's in, I love how it says it in the Passion Translation. It says, in everything I've taught you, this is Jesus talking to his disciples. He says, it's so that the peace which is in me will be in you and will give you great confidence as you rest in me. So he's saying this, what's it, what I've spoken to you and what I'm teaching you is so that what is in me, I'm depositing it in you. So talking about courage, talking about peace, joy, all the things, all the attributes of, of his nature, what he's doing is he comes and he's speaking to you. What he's doing is saying, I am imparting myself into you because it's who you're supposed to be. It's who you are. You are. And so we get to position ourselves to say, OK, Jesus, come and teach me, because if, if, if I need peace, your peace. I don't need to just go find a quiet room. I need maybe you need a quiet room to find Jesus, who is peace. But he is the peace. He is the source of joy, of courage today. I believe Jesus is in the room and he's wanting to impart and deposit courage today. And so I'm, I'm saying today is that um, this isn't I'm not going to give you some magic words or even a great sermon that magically there's now courage today. It's going to be that you have positioned your heart to say, Lord, I'm receiving courage to be who you made me to be today. So I'm saying this is go ahead and let's let's posture our hearts. Even right now, let's let's just come before the Lord. Lord, we we posture our hearts in a way where we are receiving everything that you have for us. And today we just sense, Lord, that you are causing courage to fill our hearts. That, yeah, well, Lord, we know that you have given us peace and joy. And I thank you that this courage that you're imparting, that it is going to be, it's going to cause us to be a conduit of your love and peace and joy in the world around us. So we thank you. We just receive from you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, you, uh, I, was, I was reading John chapter 18 today, and this is the moment where Jesus is, a, he, he is being betrayed, okay? This is when... The, it really starts heating up. We see um, Judas going to the high priest, and he's, he's coming to betray Jesus. And I started reading this, and I thought that this was amazing. And, um, and so today I, I'm talking about courage, but I, I'm wanting to talk about this in the sense of how we respond in times of trouble. Okay? Is that I believe the Lord is depositing a courageous response in the time of trouble. Okay? So listen to this in John 18, chapter 4 through verse 6. It says, Jesus, knowing full well what was about to happen, he knew it was about to happen. I'm about to be betrayed. He says, um, he went out to the garden entrance to meet them. I love it. Jesus is like, I'm going to go and meet them right at the entrance. I'm, 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 I'm here. I'm not hiding. I'm, I'm here. And, uh, and, and he says, stepping forward, he asked, who are you looking for? Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. Now Judas the traitor was among them. He replied, talking about Jesus, I am he. And the moment Jesus spoke the words, I am he, the mob fell backward to the ground. That's amazing, right? Jesus, his betrayers are there. And 
They say, he says, it's almost like Jesus, Jesus did. He set them up, right? He's like, this is, this is, I read this and I realize this. Jesus is completely in charge. All right. He, 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 uh, he, he spoke a word. He spoke three words and everybody there to capture him falls to the ground. That's some power, right? I read that and I'm like, oh yeah, come on. At that point, I'm reading this in the story. And I'm like, all right, now Jesus, get them, jump on them and start beating them up. Get them, you know? It's like I started thinking about all the movies, you know, when there's the main character and they always make it to where he's getting beat down. But you're like, come on, you got to get them. Like, and you're, you're cheering for him. I find myself every time I read about Jesus, I'm like that. I know how, I know what, what happens. I know he's going to go and be crucified and beaten, but I'm like, Jesus, come on, just, ah, just fight back. And, um, but Jesus, he does this amazing thing where, um, he knows he's laying down his life. You see, the truth is, is that yes, he was going through, he, he submitted to suffering, that, that the Lord had. We, we know that he went through suffering for us, for us. We, we, we know the story. But Jesus in humility, so let, let me say this. In your life, um, just because you go through trouble and hard times, it doesn't mean there's a lack of power and authority to respond well. Let me say it again. It's just because you go through trouble and a hard time, it's not the absence of you being a spiritual person or you having a place in Christ and you having authority. As Jesus said in John 16, 33, what we just read, he actually wraps that, that next verse. He says, he said, um, in this world, there will be trouble. So take what? Take courage for I've overcome the world. Right? So he's saying this trouble's going to happen. Stuff's going to happen. All right, it doesn't mean that you're any less spiritual of a person. Look, let me tell you this, is that some of the most spiritual people, some of the people even closest to the Lord, go through some of the roughest things. It's just the truth. So we need to maybe, as believers, settle in our hearts that stuff happens, trouble happens. How we respond is really important. And I believe the Lord has already equipped us and made available what we need to be able to not just walk through something and survive it, but to come out, what, as more than conquerors in Christ. That's who we are. You see, he conquered the world, and every, so he is the conqueror of the world, right? Everything he is has an implication to who you are. So if he is the conqueror of the world, you become the recipient of what he has conquered, meaning that you are now more than conquerors in Christ because you are co-heirs with Christ, in Ephesians, talks about that we are co-heirs. I was telling our prayer team, that is for us, that should be the most exciting verse in the Bible, that we are co-heirs with Christ. You have a joint bank account with Jesus. That's good news. If you begin, that's why as you begin to see him and how good he is, and you're like, what? I'm a co-heir with Christ, meaning that if it's his, I have access that's good news. So you are not, you are, you are not, even though you might feel like you're running on empty, you are not running on empty. You've got plenty. You just have to become aware of it. You see, everything in the kingdom, you have to realize it's already done and it's already, um, it's already been provided. You're just learning to walk in it and to use it. And God's not mad at you for not living, like not 
knowing or being unaware, he's just constantly calling you. He's constantly saying, come on, it's good. It's like Abby was singing, his ways are better, right? He's constantly saying, hey, my way's better. I know you're over there fighting and striving. Okay, let me tell you a funny story this morning. Um, I couldn't find these pants that I'm wearing in the pile of uh, post-hurricane laundry that we have sitting in our house. And um, and so I'm, I'm like scrambling, looking, looking for, and looking for a shirt. And I'm getting frustrated because I'm like, I can't find what I need. I'm going to be late. And I just stop. And in my stopping, I hear the Lord say, why are you striving? And when he said it, I looked down and the two pieces of clothing are sitting on top of each other, right on the top. And I picked them up and I was like, God, you, you're so good, but you're so mean. <laughs> I'm joking. You know, but but the Lord was like reminding me like, hey, hey, like even with the most insignificant thing, like you can trust me. I've called you to to rest. I've called you like there is supply. There is um, there is rest in me. There's goodness in me. He's not a God that's like, you know, he, he's not taunting us and he's not wait like hiding in the bushes waiting for us to make a mistake so he can pop us on the head and say you know he's not that god he's he's good and he's he's faithful and he's kind and just because we go through hard things and we go through trouble it doesn't mean he's absent or that he is not good or faithful it's every hard thing every trouble every um, trial that we go through is an opportunity to see the redemptive hand of God touch it and bless it and make it better than it was. That is our proper response. Amen. Yeah. And so I believe that the Lord is wanting to put this courage in you to where it's like, I'm not saying when something bad happens, you have to be like, yes, that's not it. I'm saying like, okay, you, you, you something happens, a hurricane comes Takes your roof. I don't know. <laughs> you, I'm, I'm, everybody in here has probably got a different story. Took something, and you could sit there and you could. And I know it's it's okay. Let me say this: it's okay when something happens for you to feel it, for you to be like, man, that's that, that's that's tough. But you can't stay there. Can't stay there. You have to begin to process with the Lord. Lord, okay. You told me in John chapter sixteen, verse thirty-three, that in this world. In this unbelieving world, I'm going to experience trouble. You told me. It's not like you, 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 were, you told me, it was, hey, man, it's all going to be good, nothing bad. You, you let me know. You, you set good expectation. Trouble's going to happen. But then you told me to be courageous. So, Lord, I need courage. If you told me to be courageous, it means that you have courage in store for me to take hold of. And then you told me that you overcame the world. You conquered the world, meaning that you have a heavenly solution. You've already got a solution. You've got people for my life. You've got resources that I, I couldn't even imagine. You've got peace in your presence that you're going you're gonna to surround me in the middle of a storm. You're going to surround me. You're going to be good. It's who you are. So, you know, what our proper response should look like this is, yes, oh, that happened. And I might need time to, to, to process this and think about it. But at some point, I've got to lean into the Lord and say, okay, Lord, who are you? Who am I in you? I've got to position my heart right. I believe, I, 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 want, I want you to get this. If you're taking notes, write this down. Is that when trouble happens, you have to tend first to your heart. 
when trouble happens, many times we're like, what do I got to, I got to fix it. I got to do this. I got oh, I gotta, well, you know, I got to get that tree off my fence. I got to, you know, and, and I'm, I know I'm speaking in terms of the storm cause that just happened. Right. But it could be anything. It could be your, your, your family. You know, I've one thing I've tried to do, don't always get it right. But with my kids, when there's escalation, when there's, when we get into it, when they do something crazy or I do something crazy, whatever it is, is before I go and try and confront the situation, I've got to step back and say, okay, Lord, what's your heart? I've got to, I need you to, I need, I need to make sure my heart's positioned right. I need, I need your thoughts. You know, what did, what did the Lord say? He said, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. And I've said this many times, but here's the deal. I used to read that where his ways, his, his thoughts are higher, his ways are better. And I thought like, why even try? Because the Lord just, he's awesome and I'm terrible. I used to think that, but then I read that chapter in Isaiah and the whole chapter is an invitation. The whole chapter is an invitation to the goodness of God. So when God said, talked about his ways being higher, what he was saying is come into my ways, come and think my thoughts. He wasn't saying like, I'm, I'm just better and I'm distant and I'm just here for you to look at and realize that you are so terrible and incapable. He was saying, this is who I am. You can choose those thoughts or you can choose these thoughts. And so when we go through something, he offers thoughts and a way, and he invites us into it. And so for us, it's learning to hear him. It's learning to know he's present. I want to encourage you today with this. The Lord is forever present with you. He doesn't leave you. He doesn't forsake you. Even whenever you feel like he's absent, he's not absent. The Bible says he watches over you as you sleep. He counts the very hair on your heads. He, he stalks you. The Lord stalks you. That's good news. In some way, it like if it was somebody else, it might be creepy. But, uh, but with the Lord, he watches over you. He watches you while you sleep. I was just in my mind picturing the person I would least want to be watching over me. If I woke up and realized they were watching me as I was sleeping. Gosh, I don't know why I think those things. Um, I just had to let you into that. Um, some of you, you think, you know, Wayne tells me, he's like, when you're preaching, you have these moments where you pause and you're hearing from the Lord. I'm like, you know, most of the time I pause and I'm thinking these wild thoughts like, you know, like what I just shared with you. Um, so I'm having to sift through the craziness, right? Y'all good? Come on, are y'all feeling courageous this morning because he's with you? All right, I'm going to keep on going. You know, I, the book of James in the New Testament, I used to read the book of James, and I'd get so mad at James because he's like, hey, I want you to rejoice when trials happen. It's like, he's, yeah, he's not a disciple. He doesn't, you know, he's never been through anything hard. Um, but he's saying rejoice when you go through trials. I'm like, man, this guy must know something I don't know because rejoicing is not what you do when you go through hard stuff. But how many of you know he uh, he he'd been probably through a lot more than any of us have been through, and he learned this secret in responding to trials and troubles. As he said, hey, rejoice, rejoice. And he actually goes on to say and tell us why we should rejoice. He said he he actually says this. He says. It, it is for the building of our faith. 
So what, what troubled, what, what happens, th this is what happens in our lives, is that something happens, hurricane, financial issue, maybe something extreme like a death or whatever it may be, it, it happens. And in the moment, you're like, ah, oh, this is tough. And you walk it out. And, and there's two ways to walk it out. You walk it out, one, and it births fear, or two, it births faith. It's going to birth one of those. You're, it will either leave you in a place where in your heart you have come into agreement with a voice that says, it's probably going to happen again and you should just brace for it and you should actually do everything in your life to build up walls and defenses so it never happens again. And you begin to shut down and you begin to shut out. Or you walk through it and you lean into the Lord and you say, Lord, what do you say? You're forever faithful. You're forever kind. And you realize, and, and what happened, because either way, the truth is, you got through it. It's just the condition in which you came out of it. Because you could come out in a way, what if you came out in a way where you leaned into the Lord and he proved himself faithful and you came out with history with God? You know, we were talking in the back, um, I believe Mr. Ron mentioned it, but David, whenever he con con confronts Goliath, he's confronting the thing, right? He's confronting the giant. There's an issue. There's a problem. There's a trial right here. What does he confront it with? He confronts it with his history with the Lord. The lion and the bear. The Lord delivered me. He strengthened me. It was a tough thing, but the Lord gave me, he gave me courage and I took it out. What did he do? He brought his history. He confronted the giant, not with, I'm the man. He confronted with, the Lord has delivered me. The Lord's been faithful to me. The Lord's been good to me. Yeah? And so, what if, yes, trouble happens. Feel it. Oh, you're, you're, you're assessing it, the damage, what's happened. And then you have this moment where you say, okay, but... I got to dig into some history really quick. I got to dig into history with the Lord. Lord, what are the th where have you shown up? What have you done? Look, I remember that time when that happened and you spoke and you gave me a word and you did this and I didn't have anything, but I came out better than I could ever imagine. I remember that. And then I remember over here when this person said that to me and it hurt and it cut deep and I thought I'd never get that relationship back. But then God, you turned it all around and you restored it. So I remember that and I remember that. So Lord, I believe you can do it right here. Yeah. I believe you can do it now. And the other thing that I love our prayer team because they, they give me awesome stuff for the sermon. Um, but they said this, they were talking about testimony. How do we overcome the word of our testimony? That's what our history is, is our testimony. But do you know testimony is this? It, testimony isn't just, hey, this is what has happened and that was powerful then. But testimony has a way of taking power from then and bringing it into the now moment. Yes. That's what testimony does. So when David was confronting Goliath, he was taking the power that happened here and he was bringing it to this situation. And that's what happens. And so maybe for you today, you're like, man, I'm going through some stuff. Maybe for you. The hurricane was just like the final straw. Maybe this was just, uh, I can't take it anymore. Can't do it. I can't. I believe that today the Lord's wanting to release courage in your heart. I believe some of you, he's wanting to begin to remind you of your history with him. 
Maybe you're like, I don't know about if I have history with the Lord. Let me tell you this. You've got breath in your lungs. You have history. Whether you knew it or not, he was with you. If you have made it this far, you have history with God. And then you can look to the cross that was for you. His blood shed for your forgiveness. You have history. You have history with him. You have history with him and you didn't know it because you were formed in love before the foundations of the earth in him. He thought of you. You have history. For me, when I can't think of a testimony, I'm just like, Lord, just thank you that I've got breath in my Thank you that I was all your idea. Thank you that I got a chance at this. I got a shot, not just a shot, but you, you created me for good works in Christ. You have to be, that's why I believe the word of God is so important for you to be in, because it's telling you who you are in him. And again, if, and it tells you who he is and everything he is, it has implications of who you are. So if he's the savior, you're the saved. If he's the, if, if, if he's, um, if he's good, that means his heart for you is that you are good. If he's holy, you are holy because we are found in him. It's a joint bank account. That's why the Paul would say you have already been made holy and blameless and without blemish because you are now not your own. You are hidden in him. It's good news. All right. Um. Lord, help us. <laughs> Thank you for courage, Lord. Um, you know, we have, um, I don't know if they're here today. Um, Lewis and Pat, are y'all in the room? There, there, there they are in the back. Oh, I love you guys. Um, yeah, y'all give Louie and Pat. Um, Louie and Pat, the last couple months, uh, it's okay if I, if I just brag on y'all and talk about y'all for a minute, okay. Either way, even if y'all said no, I was going to keep doing it. I got the microphone. But Lewis and Pat, the last couple months, they've had uh, different medical things happening. It's just been kind of like one thing after another. And, um, and I feel like almost every day that I talk to them, even while they're at the hospital, even while they're, it's like one, one was in the hospital with something that happened and then they got out and got better. And then the next, then Mr. Lou is in the hospital. Like, I was like, Oh gosh, God, what is going on? They were like, this shouldn't be happening to Mr. Louie and Miss Patton, but I would get calls and texts. And this is the, the consistent that they would say is God is good to Louie and Patton. God is good. If you know them, if you're friends with them on Facebook, you'll know that they say God is good to Louie and Patton. In the middle of everything, their response is God is good to us. God is good to us. God is good to us. And I, and I look at that. I'm like, man, if I if that were me, I just don't I, I pray that would be my response. I pray that would be my response. And uh, and these guys in the hospital praying for the nurses and doctors giving out of themselves. And I look and I say, that's what courage looks like. I can see that the Lord's deposited courage there because they've been connected to him. And uh, even Mr. Wayne, he um, had COVID, went through um, some tough things with his lungs and different things. And the whole time he's in the hospital, he's uh, same thing. He's praying with the people who are taking care of him. He's, he's blessing them. He's, he was staying up 
hearing what the Lord's saying about the people who are going to come into his room next so he can encourage them. And I look like, and I say, that's a proper response. That's a, when you're, when you're, you're facing possible death, but you're saying, Lord, how can, how can I reveal you to people in the middle of it? Lord, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless others. And, uh, and I look at that and say, man, that's courage. That's courage. And I believe that the Lord does that so we can look and we can say, you know what? That's how we are to live. In Philippians, Paul said this. He, he, he telling the church, he says, he says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. What he's saying is the way I'm responding to life. He's, he wrote the book of Philippians from prison. He's in a prison cell and he's saying, I want you to imitate me as I imitate Christ is that I am blessing and I am praising and I'm giving thanks right here in the middle of the trouble. You know, Paul and Silas, one of my favorite stories, they're in jail in the dark, dark of night at midnight. They begin to sing praises. They begin to lift up the song of praise. They begin to say, Lord. All my life you have been faithful, and all my life you have been so, so good. In the middle of being beaten, having chains, is probably cold and dark, and they just begin to praise. This is who you are. I'm bringing my history right here, and I'm going to begin to bless the Lord. And then an earthquake comes, shakes the building, all the chains are loosened, right? And he leads a Roman soldier to the Lord. Why? Because in the middle of trouble, he began to praise, he began to bless, and there was breakthrough. What happens when we begin to have courageous praise in the middle of the storm, in the middle of the trial? I believe the Lord is wanting us to have that kind of response. I believe the world needs us to have that kind of response. Not saying that we're a bunch of people who are just pretending like bad stuff didn't happen. We're not like, it's not like a trouble happened and we're like, oh no, you know, it's all good, brother. Just keep on. No, it's like, no, but we have a better word. Yeah, it's bad. But guess what? Jesus has conquered the world. Amen. Hey, let's stand together this morning. I want to do this. I, I want us to receive courage this morning. I want us to receive courage. How many of you want to, could use a little courage this morning? Amen. Maybe, maybe it's not something. Maybe you're saying, man, everything's good right now. And I've got electricity. Whoa. 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 I don't have a hole in my roof. Maybe, maybe it's all good, but maybe you say, Lord, I need courage for the people around me. I need, look, he wants to give you courage. So uh, I want to say this. We talked about David just a few minutes ago. See, David had these personal victories with the lion and the bear. He had this history. And then when the giant comes, he comes and he brings his history and he defeats Goliath and really saves the nation of Israel. I believe that the courage the Lord wants to impart to you so that you can testify and so that you can bring your history in response to issues is not just for your breakthrough and your overcoming, but it is for everyone that's going to be around you. 
So today the Lord wants to give you courage. And yes, it's so that you can see breakthrough in your life. But I believe it's also so that you can impart breakthrough and courage into every situation you step into. Every room, every workplace, every home. So that, yes, even in the the coming months, we're going to continue to bring provision to people around us. But I want us to be equipped to bring the power because we have lived in a place where we've received courage. Amen. So come on, let's come before Jesus. Jesus, thank you for your word. I thank you that you have imparted courage to us. I thank you that you've imparted life to us. I thank you that you are our source. In John 15, Jesus, you said that we are to be connected to you, to abide in you, to remain in you. I think we thank for that picture, Lord, that we are to that we are the branches and you are the vine that we just have to get connected and it's going to birth fruit. It's going to bear fruit. So, Lord, I thank you today. We come and we just thank you that we are connecting with you and with your heart and with all that you have today. I just release courage in the room in the name of Jesus. Courage to every heart, every heart that's been disappointed, every heart that has felt hopeless. We right now declare courage and hope in life in Jesus' name. For those in the room who you have felt um, depressed and discouraged right now, I just want you to offer that to the Lord. Today, he, he wants to replace everything that is holding you, everything that's keeping you from life and life to the fullest, he's wanting to replace today. If it's depression, he wants to release joy. If it's bondage, he's letting you know that you have already been given freedom. You just have to walk in it. Today, you get to walk free. You get to walk free. So right now, Lord, I just bless your people. I bless your people. I bless them with courage. I thank you, Lord, that even today, Lord, it's those who are, they had things that were weighing heavy, that as they rest in you, Lord, that you are giving them heavenly solutions. I thank you that they are going to go to their neighbors and to the people around them, and they are going to have heavenly solutions to every problem that they encounter. So we bless them in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for who you are. We love you. We worship you. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand this morning. Thank you for tuning in to our Sermon of the Week. For more information, please visit us at thewellspringchurch.org.